diastasis recti, what is it? So diastasis rectus abdominis is a symptom that there is a dysfunction going on within your whole system. Um, God, this is a hot topic now in the prenatal fitness, postpartum fitness world. Um, and I think it's coming about more and more now because a lot more women are continuing to exercise. They're exercising through their like daily activity, daily life. Like um, they get involved in exercise earlier and continue through their pregnancy. We wrote a, I would like to say it should win a fucking award, um, a oh, blog yeah. um, called Filling the Gap. And there's part Cute. one, part two, part three. Um, babies are actually born with diastasis, mm-hmm. ab separation, and they this approximates as babies learn to interact with their the world, their surroundings, and they're starting to like see their feet, see their hands, and then they learn to roll over, and then they learn to crawl, and that's basically how we heal diastasis in our postpartum series and our postpartum visits. Um, that's we break it down we hit each milestone so like dead bug type thing over to and we break it down and we call it functional progression one functional progression two three four five um but mechanically you you said it's a whole body yeah it's like so so. we view the core from like the base of the skull down to the pubic bone okay um this ab separation happens basically where the linea alba is within the rectus abdominis so that six pack you got a right and a left (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. it's connected by you can't see it on the outside but it's connected by this connective tissue called the linea alba the yeah. white line on the inside so the the actual diastasis is when that comes that apart. separates yeah the right and left side come apart um this can happen in men and women and um basically in the what we've found is that there's you know something going on in the lower back something going on in the pelvis maybe mom doesn't know how to breathe through her diaphragm like using her diaphragm um and that's where the huge like all maybe even all those together that's where the dysfunction happens um is it true or do you find (laughs) that a more fit uh rectus abdominis muscle is more likely to separate during pregnancy because it doesn't stretch as well no i've actually seen the opposite opposite. okay um i see it like we were talking about in one-dimensional training or very sedentary people um i've like really never so one-dimensional training I mean imbalance between like, like maybe if you, if maybe you they're tr- only work out the frontal muscles right or maybe you only run or you only do like spinning or i don't know what else you do is there any exercises a woman should avoid to yeah, so, prevent diastasis um by 40 weeks there's going to be some sort of separation in all women um i think there's a study out now that says um it's either by eight weeks or by 12 weeks, maybe it's 12 weeks, that any larger than a two-finger separation is considered abnormal. Um, so like, like we, I mentioned earlier, whenever somebody calls for a console and they're like eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever, no crunches, no planks, no anything with extreme flexion of the, um, the trunk here. So like bicycle crunches, like all anything like that, just avoid. And was during pregnancy, during pregnancy, and for a year postpartum, none of our a moms year. do it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And what about like st- extreme stretching of the ab, like an upward-facing dog in yoga, I mean, or that's kind of just to comfort level. I mean, eventually the belly's going to get in the way, but um, I mean, 
some women still love to like use a bolster, put their right. That's what I'm it saying. Feels good. Um, mm-hmm. To me, I think that's fine. So you say if it feels good, yeah, it sh- it shouldn't yeah. cause any problems. Um, yeah, and most women like that are training with us, they've kind of you know they're already in tune or looking know what they're looking for, and maybe they do an exercise like a pull up, and maybe they're doing just strict pull ups and they see like the whole body tension, or maybe you know if they get a little kip going that they start to see a little coning happening then maybe they switch to ring rows or inverted rows or something that's going to cause less of an exaggeration of that symptom so it's actually a crunching motion that causes it to separate not a not not an arching back or an overstretch well it doesn't cause it to separate it just exaggerates the it the symptom becomes more apparent i see yeah, I sometimes will use a support belt during exercise. Like if you if you notice that it's happening, so yeah. we'll give them a support belt to wear across the rectus abdominis. Yeah, so I'll do some taping. Um, or taping, yeah. I'll do some taping, and I'll make I'll get them on the functional progression exercises right away because um, you can definitely prevent worsening. Like you don't want it to get any worse. Sure. And then if someone already has it, let's say um, during pregnancy or after birth what do you recommend in terms of getting those muscles to knit back together or is there anything yeah 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 crawl like Um, a baby is that what you're saying (laughs) no um i crawl like a baby is definitely key but um we have this thing called the queen in training program and it's an ebook and then we have the postpartum series where we literally start with diaphragm breathing belly breathing go on to functional progression one two three I mean, it's our idea of rehab for post-birth. Like, there's nothing available for women in our country. And so we're teaching them how to use their body again with the core as the focus. Hmm. Um, oh, that's what you're saying. Just like a baby learns yeah, those steps. I understand. Yeah. Um, a lot of women, I see, like, I get a lot of women that are, like, a year and a half postpartum. And they're like, I tried this online. I tried this support belt. I tried this. And basically, they've just kind of looked for a quick fix post-birth. And none of those really work or they're still having urinary incontinence or, you know, those kind of things that happen, um, which are common, but urinary incontinence is not normal. Like it's common and there's it's your body's way of communicating to you that something's wrong. What's your opinion of support belts in general? Um, like for postpartum, I like the mama strut for the icing, the like compression for what it is, but I don't think it's going to. Like a support belt's not going to do the job that your body needs to learn to do. Um, so it's not going to take the place of learning how to breathe again, learning how to use your core to function through it may be, everyday uh, life. Right. It may be almost like a crutch yeah. for a little while, but it's not It's not the solution. Right. What about uh, after a baby comes, uh, how soon can people get back into uh, exercise? Well... That definitely depends. Um, You know, if somebody has a cesarean birth, we like to tell them, hey, like this is a major abdominal surgery. Like you're definitely going to be slower to recover than maybe somebody that had a vaginal drug free birth. Um, Our, I guess our society likes to say, hey, wait six weeks, but um, there's nothing magical that happens at six weeks. Um, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) weird. Um, well, one thing magical happens at six weeks, which is the 
in the medical model, that's the, the the doctor has a chance to take a look at you, meaning you yeah. have the baby and then they don't see you for yeah. a month and a half. <laughs> so um, I think the six weeks comes from they just want to check and make sure things up. are back as the way it was before they sign yeah. off. On well, the and there's many traditions all over the world that talk about, you know, I think they call it quarantina and yeah. yeah, you know, really taking those 40 days yeah. to rest and, mm-hmm. you know, like you were totally. saying, how important it is to recover. Totally. Um, most of our moms, we don't allow to do anything for two weeks. Like, hey, don't even call us for two weeks. Don't even email us. Like, even if you're all the way in the UK, like... No contact. <laughs> yeah, you should be lying naked, naked with that baby, and maybe your partner, for at least two weeks. Um, and we talk a lot about preparing for that period because you're going to need food. You're going to need help. Like, make, sh- make that magic happen. Like, set yourself up for success. Do the afterbirth plan. You know, um, so we do have some people that are like, okay, I'm ready to work out like at week four. And, you know, I think they are just so used to having an agenda and something to do. So we put them on like breathing and walking and yeah, but that's good wearing because your a lot baby. of that exercise is more mental than it's physical. It's so mental. Like you need to mm-hmm. have something to do. Yeah. So we'll do, um, this is kind of, so, okay, two weeks. Cool. You feel fine. How about you walk with your baby three times a week for 30 minutes wearing your baby? Um, and if there's no vaginal bleeding or urinary incontinence, then talk to me again after two weeks, you know, um, I've got to four. Now they've got to four and then, okay, let's figure it out from there. Um, I have moms that go hiking at four weeks. I mean, they just, they feel great. And yeah. And as long as there's like no vaginal bleeding, no, like no peeing in the pants and you feel good. And usually these are moms that had an unmedicated birth or maybe there was a little something. Um, then they're the ones around four or five or six weeks that are like clawing to like start the postpartum series or do something, you know? Um, oh, so your postpartum series, the birth fit postpartum series starts technically at six weeks. Yeah. I, we've ha- we have let people in at like four weeks. Um, if they know people. If they know people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and depending <laughs> on how their birth went, like, we'll talk to them first. We are going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart. Literally. Omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new Omega-3 Soft Gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. And, and speaking of how their birth went, is there any recommendations you give in terms of pushing to avoid straining the pelvic floor? Like any any certain ways to push or to use the abs to not use the ab right I think that's um I mean pushing is going to depend on where you give birth uh, or it's going to be heavily influenced by that well it'll be influenced by a lot of things like where you give birth Mm -hmm. if if you're 
if you have an epidural, you're yeah. kind of limited in, in totally. what you can do. Um, but, but let's just say ideally, for, let's say yeah, you can do in anything. An ideal do situation. Breathing, like um, you're guiding the whole situation, or your baby's guiding the whole situation. Like you're breathing baby down as slow or, as you need to, or as fast as you need to. Um, and so, would you would you recommend bearing down or against bearing down? I mean, if you feel the urge, like I've been at home births where they're like, I, I feel like I need to push. And you're like, okay, go with that. You know, um, what feels right to you, do it. It goes back to every, the theme of birth fit throughout, um, which has <laughs> been be intuitive, right? Yeah. So uh, there's a stark contrast in my mind of two births I was at recently, uh, a hospital birth where it was a great team, but they were uber coaching on the pushing. On the pushing like, push, now push, 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 you know, and then this other birth, which was, uh, was, was a home birth. With, it happened to be a home birth with a midwife, but there, are, I, I see this sometimes at the hospital too, where they didn't say a word. Right. She was doing amazing and she would just feel it and she was doing fine. Yeah. So they didn't tell her like what position to get into then tell her how long right. to push or, you know, maximize it. Come on, come on, get that. It wasn't yeah. like that at all. You know, and I don't, she pushed maybe 40 minutes, which is about average for yeah. her first kid. And, and it was just great the, you know, the baby slowly progressed further and further and further. So I think it's ideal that if, I think it's ideal that if, if you things are space, going well yeah. and she's, she's not asking for support and help, then just, you let her find it, Mom's got you know, it. especially if it's the first time there's a little bit of a learning curve, yeah. never pushed before. And so I think intuitively, a lot of people think you're pushing forward, but really you're pushing yeah. back a little bit and it takes a little time to get used to it. But I kind of feel like the birth fit motto here, you know, yeah. be in touch with your own uh, mind and body is, is really key. But for somebody who just there is a personality type who wants to be told what to do. They need to be guided. And for yeah. those people, I think uh, Ivy's question is is important. Like when you're guiding somebody on how to push, is there something specific to do or not to do to, number one, be right. productive, but number two, prevent an injury? Well, I think, so let's say I've actually experienced numerous, um, maybe a handful of women that have had injuries related to birth with epidurals um and it's just and i think i don't know the answer to this because i think they maybe had too much of a dose to where they couldn't feel their body and you know the women i'm thinking of they're um they're they were yogis they were runners they were you know they they've been through athletic events um and uh you know one in particular i'm thinking about she got an epidural. They gave her an epidural, like at eight centimeters, um, which that's kind of, she's already there. Late in the game, right? <laughs> yeah, almost... but it made her completely numb. And, you know, she's never had any medication in her life. Um, and um, they they coached her to push. Like they did the whole counting thing. They did everything. And, um, you know, after baby came out and mom's holding baby, she's like, hey, I think I need to use the bathroom. She gets up, tries to use the bathroom and can't walk. Um, doctor's like, Oh, that's okay. You just gave birth. And she's like, no, I don't like this doesn't feel right. Long story short, she symphysis pubic dysfunction, totally Ooh. sprained her pelvis. Like, Oh yeah. Um, did they pull her legs back? Yeah, they did everything. Cause um, that's, I see. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, 
sometimes moms will come in with really displaced yeah like one surfaces. person had it over here one person had it over here and then and meanwhile <laughs> yeah they're telling her to push 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 and they're pulling 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 and the, yeah they just can't handle it i I've, uh, i think that's the like the scarier part about it is when you're not you can't feel you can't you have no your body's there's nothing there to tell your body to stop you know yeah, you're actually making me think of a of a client I had who was actually unmedicated birth, but it was directed pushing, and they were telling her to push, 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 and she did. She pushed her baby out in an hour, which is pretty average. Yeah. Um, but she's a she's a small woman, and it was a big baby, yeah. and she had a second degree tear that mm. then um, later um, she experienced a bladder prolapse. Mm. And it's, it is, you know, we can't prove whether that had to do with the directed pushing or not, but it's, it's a big question of, of the relationship between pushing and pelvic health. Yeah. I feel like there was a study on this and the uh, directed pushing did speed things up, but but not significantly and and left um, you more traumatized. Yeah. But I forget. I read that somewhere. Generally speaking, I think if if a woman's in tune and touch, not asking for help. Right. She's going to figure it out. Some, like some midwives will like, um, give you a i guess an aim or like hey can you feel my fingers yeah that seems to help and usually i've found they're usually asking the woman to push further towards the perineum as yeah. opposed to the front yeah um which is interesting that that that's that their instinct yeah. is to push more towards the front but we actually have to like almost push towards your booty use your butt yeah, <laughs> yeah. lean yeah. your back into it well on that note on <laughs> <laughs> uh, the perineum note <laughs> You know, it's I, I will throw this out because I, I had this pearl of wisdom at a birth just recently, which is that a lot of our moms are afraid of the moment they poop a little bit during birth oh, yeah. and other people around. And in labor, I've never seen it be an issue, but right. meaning they don't even know what happened. They're not aware. They don't care. Um, but beforehand, I've seen some of the moms get really anxious about it. And it makes sense to me. I would, too. Um you know pooping with an audience um (laughs) and you know at the end of the day it's usually just like a tiny smidge and i think because we want the baby to be exposed to all of her digestive bacteria right i think it's like nature says hey you're gonna have to go like down around the rectum first kind of like get a little dose of uh <laughs> no a little dose i, of I think it's a different bacteria. set of bacteria different yeah fecal, <laughs> no. fecal bacteria is different that, than that's the uh, intestinal bacteria that's the good stuff i think just a little, a little who knows anyway um once again <laughs> on that note uh Lindsay, any final pearl of wisdom for uh for our audience here today you know i don't uh i don't know i think um the biggest thing is um you know, from start to finish, we kind of encourage the woman to take an active role in her pregnancy. And that not only means literally active, but that means be involved in all aspects of the pregnancy from start to finish. Like what you put into your body, who you consult with, um, talk to your doctor, talk to your midwife. If you're getting a bad vibe from them, then get a different consult because move on. Yeah, you're the consumer here. And, um, when it's all said and done, you're the one that's going to be left with the bag of emotions, whatever those are, you know? Um, and you know, I don't like to have any regrets. So looking back at my knee surgery, that's why I interviewed like three or four different surgeons. Like I'm not going to go into this, this huge event with somebody that's maybe on board or maybe with the same philosophy as me. I want my whole team with eye on the prize, you know? Um, 
So I think taking an active role and taking back birth is like the name of the game. I think the work oh, that you're doing is amazing. And uh, you just had the Birth Fit Summit. And it yeah, was you spoke. wicked. I spoke. Uh, it was just wicked to see like more like Lindsay clones, people who are just so <laughs> such doers and so passionate and like young and energetic and and going out there into the into the world and, and spreading the message, you know, with megaphones. It's incredible to see what you put together. And I know it's it just like these are seeds. These are sprouts. And yeah. um, we're going to see the fruits of that labor. No pun intended. And um, I think that. um it's also incredible to see women who the ones who are fit all the way through it's cool that they stay fit during pregnancy but the ones who you take that neglected their health um leading up to the pregnancy and then are able to take charge of it during the pregnancy and and feel 10 times better towards the end of pregnancy than they felt before pregnancy that's incredible to watch and then they have a you know a killer birth and um they just come out of it like there's nothing i can't do right in in this world they're super empowered and they're like yeah holy crap i just did that like it's incredible yeah so uh i want to thank you guys for uh for joining (laughs) us on the podcast today where can we find you on uh on the social world social media um we're birthfit.com at birthfit um twitter instagram twitter instagram facebook facebook all that good stuff snapchat no thank god okay (laughs) i thought i was the only one (laughs) um yeah i'm sort of like i'm not very good at twitter uh and i'm i'm usually the one killing it on instagram so uh, yeah i'm on instagram and twitter's going you know i feel like twitter had its time snapchat's yeah getting in there and i'm too old for snapchat but me too i'm in that generation. (laughs) my kids are like what yeah um but we also have birthfit affiliates around the u.s so if you go to our affiliate page you can go find them and you know these people are hubs of information in their communities and they know OB-GYNs, they know midwives, they know doulas, they do personal training, they do chiropractic, like go find them because they cannot wait to help you out. How can someone become an affiliate? Um, So all affiliate application information is online. Just go to the affiliate tab, scroll down. Um, It is a big application process. All applications are due by December 1st. Our team goes through it and then we interview people. Um, Like last year, we probably had 50 applications and we took maybe 10. Um, this year, we've already had probably 45 submitted. Awesome. Um, so, but we want these people being leaders in their community and with the same philosophy and, you know, fire starter attitude that we have. Lindsay and, clones. <laughs> yeah. So, we need um, them. Lindsay clone with kids. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay clone with kids. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Affiliate information due by December 1st. Awesome. Yeah. Ivy, thank you so much for being here. So thank happy you. to be here. You ladies are bad ass. No kidding. <laughs> I feel weak and pale. I'm going to go look for Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us on the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. For show notes and resources from today's episode, visit informedpregnancy.com. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, write to info at informedpregnancy.com. <laughs> I got a hole.